0: Episode number 283, Be Known for Something with Mark McDonald. Part two. Let's do it. This is the definitive podcast for helping you plan, create, and execute dynamic
1: worship experiences at your church. Useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions, and more. This is Making Sunday Happen.
0: Hey guys, this is Making Sunday Happen. Glad to have you here. This week we will continue our chat with Mark McDonald. We're going to be talking more about what should be in your thread, as he calls it. uh, The thread that connects every ministry in your church. Now don't think of this as a mission statement. Think of it as a thread uh, that connects all the ministries. So we're going to be talking about that more. We'll also be talking about the words, be known for something. Uh, and what each of them mean, and also the benefits of being known for something in your church and in your community, and more. First, let's check the mailbag. Here we go. For the mailbag this week, I want to share some behind-the-scenes photos of a couple of churches in action that you guys have sent in. These are photos of church media, worship, and guest services teams. I'll share a couple this week and then more over the coming weeks. And so if you're listening to this podcast, feel free to jump on and watch this episode when you can at makingsundayhappen.com to check out these photos. This first one is from Carith Community Church in Bracknell, United Kingdom. That's right, the UK, baby. This is a shot of their tech team in action recording their pastor. Check out the great setup They're hard at work, doing what it takes to share the gospel in the UK. Way to go, guys. Way to work hard. All right. This next photo is a behind-the-scenes shot of the control room at Broadmoor Baptist Church in Madison, Mississippi. I used to work at a church right down the road from Broadmoor Baptist. Broadmoor is a great church. Love how this team is serving in their volunteer positions to make Sunday happen. Great job, guys. Way to serve the Lord each and every Sunday. Great, great work. All right. If you have a photo or question for the mailbag, feel free to send it in. We would love to answer your question or showcase the work that God is doing at your church. I love it because you guys are on the front lines. You guys are doing ministry right there in your community, uh, and everybody can see it right here on, on this podcast. I love uh, highlighting you guys and showing what God is doing, uh, hearing stories from you. Uh, It's so encouraging. So if you want to send in a question or a photo, feel free to do that. You're welcome to email me directly, carl at 1230.media, or you can find me on social media at Carl Barnhill. All right, we'll jump in mid-conversation with branding expert and author Mark McDonald right after this. Hey guys, I want to tell you about Kenton Waldrum and my friends at Church Banners. These guys are awesome. If you are looking for high quality, easy to use welcome banners, praise banners, safety signs, portable displays, and more, these are the guys to go to. Churchbanners.com makes it really easy to design, print, and ship your signs and banners right to your church. They are super easy to set up. We have several displays that we use at conferences, and our team can set them up in minutes. Everything is numbered and really easy to assemble. Kenton is a friend of mine. He's a great guy with a heart to serve churches just like yours. So check them out today at churchbanners.com. That's churchbanners.com. All right, so let's talk mission and vision. Uh, So that kind of leads us into that. So we're talking internal audience and extra audience and sometimes uh we create mission and vision language that talks to our internal audience but has no relation or no connection with the outside community talk talk to me about that
1: yeah And mission and vision have somewhat taken over. I mean, there's some really loud leadership voices in in that arena. So a lot of people saw, wow, we don't have a mission and vision, so we should sit down and figure that out, and it's going to solve all of our problems. Well, it will solve a lot of your problems, but what typically attracts leadership in a church for we're doing a missioning or or visioning um, workshop or sometimes it's like a full year of trying to figure out so why do we actually exist um is that that it's all about them so they're just talking about them and it's like oh let me tell you about this program and why do we do that program oh isn't that a great program oh wow we're doing great as leadership and it becomes a lot of navel gazing where we're all sitting around looking at our belly buttons and The problem is, is that at the end of the year or at the end of the the timeframe, oftentimes it's giving us something that feels so powerful because we've all adopted it. And it's like, yes, this is what we're all about. And then the next thing is that the pastor or somebody in the leadership says, Wow, it's taken us so long, and this is so us that we better plaster it on everything so that it gets put in onto the homepage of the website is put out on social media, and the and the problem is that never does a mission and a vision communicate externally and woo somebody to come in. Instead, what it oftentimes does is it it creates an environment where you're, you just end up proselytizing. Wow, I wish my church was doing that. I'll go over to that church, so you end up moving people around. You know, ultimately, I guess it's past, past tense, which is your perception, you know, what you're known for, currently known for. Today, uh, like when you move from, from past to today, today is your mission. You know, what is the purpose of existing today? And then okay future tense is looking towards your vision. So who you'll become Well, well all of that's incredibly important But I say take the past perception Today's mission and the future vision and then convert it into a thread and that thread is beneficial language So that somebody said that's why I come
0: No, so maybe not why we exist but why As an outsider, why I should should come?
1: What's the benefit? So that you become known for something relevant and needed, rather than um, usually it's overly pithy language that no one really understands and can remember. Um, You know your your vision and mission. Oftentimes, I'll be I'll be doing focus groups and I'll try to get them because the pastor will always say. Oh my goodness the one thing that they all know is that we're all about and like he goes into his whole mission and vision and uh and so i'll try to get that out of the demographic groups and people are like uh what's that thing that's on our wall what's the thing that the pastor always talks about like and again it's just because our, our congregations aren't as connected as what we think that they are. And instead, we need to come up with a thread that's easy to remember. It flows off the tongue, and it, it connects and unites everything that you're doing in your church.
0: So let's talk about thread. What's the difference in mission, vision, and thread? And give, yeah, give me an overview of, of what a thread is. So a thread...
1: Um, I mean, ultimately what it comes down to is that it needs to be simple. So it needs to be um, three to five words that, that really directly corresponds to the audience, doesn't necessarily name the pain, but it also, it needs to talk about a solution that you come to our church, we're going to give you this as... Give me an example so we know how to frame it. Sure. So, um, and I mean, lots of examples. I, I, I've had some really great clients. Um, okay, so, so Kingwood United Methodist Church. Um, they came to us. We said we have got to figure out who your audience is. A lot of people in the Kingwood, uh, Texas area. They um, they work in the in the oil industry, and the more we talk to them about the oil industry. The ebb and flow and people are like, oh my goodness, I've dedicated my entire life to To the oil industry and they let us down every single time And what we heard over and over again was people would say there's just got to be more to life And so we we said, well, what if we came up with the idea that the church would help people figure out that there's more to life and so that thread of more to life was um it rose to the occasion because like think about it how many people are just looking for something more to life it doesn't sound overly spiritual but you really want more to life it will lead you down the path to jesus christ in the same sense we had a we had a sunday school class that that we ran in in north carolina when we were there, we're in Jacksonville, Florida now. Uh, but in, in North Carolina, I mean, we started a Sunday school class while I was writing my book, and I was at a point where it's like, okay, so i got to figure out what the thread is. Like, what is my – what's our, our purpose of, of even having a class? And when we talk to people, people are like, are you kidding me? Do we really need another Sunday school class? And there's communities – that see a church and it's like, do we really need another church? And so you need to control the language of why you exist, which is your mission. Um, but then, um, so what we heard over and over again is in 40 and 50 year olds, we all found our lives complex. We thought things were gonna get simpler, but they actually do get more complex. And so we heard this over and over again. So we introduced the thread of being simple and practical. And so everything was controlled so that when we left and we moved to Florida, uh, I mean, every card, every letter, every note, like text messages that we received from people, they all said, man, we miss simple and practical here now that you're gone and and what would happen if our church today our local church disappeared what would the community say man we kind of missed that and and that's what we need to start controlling so that our internal audience understands it feels it and
0: and reiterates it and then our community would say you know what that's what i need what Are some things because this is the good stuff. What 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 are some things that should be in my thread? You mentioned simple. What are some other things?
1: Yeah, I mean it needs to be simple, number one, and that's where it difference, you know, the difference between mission and vision. Um, but it needs to be um open, so broad. Um so that so that like simple and practical i i was able to use simple and practical when i talked about our sunday school class i was talking about our christmas party i would talk about a passage of scripture i just go oh my goodness does this does this scripture even belong in this class look how complex it is how are we going to find something that's really simple but ultimately practical and so i was able to use it so the broader it is the easier it is. And then when you get into the complexity of of lots of sub brands, sub ministries, uh, who all want to have the loudest voice, but that's like another little rabbit trail. Um, But all of those, uh, all of your ministries in your church needs to be able to adopt the brand so that they say, you know what, that thread is what we're all
0: about, but we focus on children. So, more like your more to your more to life thread. That's the church's thread. It's also the kids' ministries. They connect to that. Student ministry. That's and right. And
1: because it's broad, they interpret it maybe a little bit different. Imagine what more to life means to a preschooler. But then think about more to life when it relates to a senior adult. Like all of the different demographic groups, whether where you are in your life stage. They all can take that thread and make it their own and and so what ends up happening is that You create an umbrella brand uh, Branded house rather than a house of brands and everyone is known for the thread And then what it does is it unifies all of your ministries Which is a huge component when it comes to a thread. It just needs to unify your ministries. It can also um you know, if you're known for something like if you're you're a Disney and you're known for family entertainment, there's certain things you can't do. So, so as a church, the thread can help limit ministry. And I know that sounds like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm throwing out a, a crazy idea, but there might be some ministry that you're not called to. And, and what we, what we know is that the stronger your brand is, People might not want to do certain stuff, and and what it can allow you to do is just say, "That's a great ministry, but it
0: just doesn't belong with us." Right. That is so good to bring up. I use, um, I think about our ministry as an, an ex- as an example. Um, we, I hope we are known for helping churches transform their worship experience. So everything about our ministry is about the worship experience. Does that mean the worship experience saves you? Is that the church? No. But that is uh the, the funnel in which everything has to sift through. And if it doesn't, then it, it might be a great idea, fantastic idea, but it does not fit in the in the funnel. Um, so t- tell me about that with with the church. Uh this th- and it might be, you know, we need a car wash ministry. We need a whatever kind of ministry. Let's knit little blankets
1: for dogs.
0: Right. So how as a pastor, how do I translate or a leadership? How do I say without hurting feelings, this does not fit within our thread. This doesn't fit the funnel. Yeah. And that's,
1: that's, I mean, I know how hard that is. And especially if there's been a ministry that's existed for a while, Mm. Um, you know, little old Mildred's gonna come to you and say, but like, are you telling us that we don't, you know, it's, we're not important? And And what we need to always look at is, um, are people interested still? And have they voted with their attendance? So if if they right. voted with their attendance and it's just steadily declining, um, I would take a very solid look at it uh, but the, pro- the problem as I'm saying that, there's a lot of our churches today that are we're declining at such a rate. So we need to take a look at our holistic church mm-hmm. and say, so are we doing a good job? And if you' if your attendance is declining, I would I would question whether you're doing a good job. The, the big difference is that you've got to figure out, where are we dropping the ball? And, and that's what I find a, a lot of times, it's not necessarily that your, your product is bad, it's just that it's being communicated poorly, it, it, or the a channel's not being used properly. So, so it's, it's more of a formula thing, um, but when it gets to um, you know, trying to, to make sure that everybody um, falls in line with this thread, first of all, attendance, but then, you know, your. and here's where I, I skipped over, a, you know, a very uh, important part of understanding your audience. You've got to come up with who your personas are. So, so you need to have a primary persona and a secondary persona and possibly a tertiary persona. Your primary persona Um, if you have a ministry and you look at your primary persona and those primary personas are based upon your community, not your congregation, you need to start looking at who are your biggest groups and who are the biggest growing groups in our community and jump on board to that growth. So as your community grows in that area, then, then you are relating to that growth, Uh, you know, all across America today our communities are growing and our churches mainly are shrinking so we've got to figure out how do we reconnect with our community revitalize our reputation so that we become known for something that that community wants and 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 that's where like all of that coming together is allowing maybe not maybe not saying to a ministry yeah we you're no longer invited here you can't do it but maybe allowing their voice to get a little bit quieter. Um, And especially if it's a very small group and it doesn't really represent your
0: audience. So is there a way that I can, I want to pitch an idea to you and let you talk it out. Is there a way that I can repurpose Mildred? Okay. So if, if there's a new ministry that, that meets our thread, that is a perfect connection to our thread, And Mildred's been doing something for 30 years. Would you consider repurposing her? Hey, we have this over here and I thought of you. And I thought what what the Lord could do with you through this and repurpose her over here. What do you think about that idea? And see,
1: that's why you're so good at what you do, because that's exactly what needs to happen. Like the,
0: um, It's not. You're not important, Mildred. Stop what you're doing. It, 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 you know, maybe we can just shift focus. It, exactly, and
1: oftentimes it's all she's been doing, and that her whole life is is like focused in on this one thing. She inherently, like, innately understands it's not working like it used to work, and she probably wants to blame the people. And, and the thing is, as leaders, we need to come alongside of those people and say, I see this skill set that you have, right. and here's a need that we have in the church. Would you mind prayerfully considering doing this and, and try to refocus her? It's kind of like, you know, in the church communication world, the whole bulletin, you know, I've been screaming the bulletin is dead for quite some time. Well, hallelujah, COVID infected the bulletin and has practically allowed it to die across the, the country. Um, we have to be careful we don't bring back all the things that we know were not probably working in, you know, in the first place before COVID. But the people who have been working and focusing on the bulletin, they need to be repurposed into something that is actually working. And a lot of times that skill set can be transferred over
0: into social media or into
1: to websites. Right.
0: Good. All right. So um, in our last few minutes together, let, let's uh, let's hit on be known for something. So walk me through each word and why it's important because it has each word has meaning. Um, so walk, walk me through that.
1: Yeah, exactly. It, you know, the state of being, if I am, if I am, um, you know, an active verb, then oftentimes that's like an immediate thing. But the state, you know, the, the uh, am is be, like all of the, the state of being verbs require an ongoing process. So, so in order to, to be something, it's got to be authentic. And, and I'm not saying that we should ever change the message because our message is Jesus Christ and the message is his power to save. It's biblical. Like I'm talking more of the methods and making sure that the, the methods change. But we are who we are but we need to make sure we focus on, on who that is and if does it connect directly to the audience. So being known, the known, it, in order for someone to know something, they have to have studied it, heard it over and over again, and, and ultimately we're all seeking a solution to a pain. So we want to make sure that, that if you want to rise up and actually being known for something, then you, you, you've got to, you know, emphasize what are the pains, what are the felt needs in your community, and make sure that you're known for it in a, in a uh, consistent, simple, controlled focus is the only way you can you can actually be known for something and then the four we've already talked a little bit about this the perception is what we're against we got to figure out how do we overcome everything that we've been against so we have to be for something in fact there's another book that that came out this year that that talks about how we should be for something It's so much easier to be against something than it is to be for something. I'll go to a church and I'll talk to them. And it's like, so what are you kind of known for? And like, I listen to sermons and I, you know, I sit in on classes and it's all the stuff that we need to change in our lives. And it's like, they're just, they're, you know, all the things we're against are just rising to the top. So we've got to, we've got to take a deep breath and figure out what we're for and actually become known for it. And then the something, like I always try to emphasize thing, I didn't say be known for some things with an S on the end. Oftentimes, our churches love to focus on many things. If I tell you, here's one thing you need to remember, you'll probably remember it. If I tell you two things, you're less likely to remember them all. If I tell you three things, which is, you know, the... the the positioning statements from the past where like we're a church and here are the three things that we believe. Sometimes it was five things. Sometimes it was four things. Like it's less likely that more people will remember all of those multiple things. You got to figure out what is that broad umbrella thing that you want to become known for.
0: Good. All right. So what are the benefits? Last question for you. What are the benefits of being known for something that matters? Oh my goodness. And, and this is
1: where it's like, okay, well, Carol, I'm glad you asked because we're going to talk another hour about the benefits. Like there are so many benefits and, and I hope people hear my excitement. Like when I watch an organization, a church, go through the process, figure out who their audience is, discover their thread, all of a sudden the communication strategy, it practically writes itself. Um, you know what? What I found is that it provides words, so it 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 gives the words to the the congregation, so that it overcomes the perception of the community. It helps you cut through the noise. There's a lot of things going on out there, but if you come up with the thread that's said over and over again, everyone will remember it, um, and it and it just rises above everything. And ultimately, it just. You know, we have a big attention span problem, and it, and it's you know I say it's a problem only because like we're down to like nine seconds that we have. we like, we just need something to happen every nine seconds. We we lose. Um, we lose our attention when somebody provides an answer. A thread is just the simplest way to say, here's what we're all about and this is why you would want to attend. So like all of that, it, um, oh my goodness, Like my mind's just like spinning out of control. So it also adds brand fences. It allows you to say less so that you listen more. Um, it sets up a foundation for your communication strategy. like. Everything comes down to understanding and knowing your thread. And and then what it does is it allows people to fully get why I would want to come on a regular basis to your church.
0: Awesome. Well, man, thank you so much for for your time today. Tell me, uh, how can we get your book, Amazon, and how can we keep up with you? Absolutely.
1: So the book, if you, you can, you can go to Amazon or if you go to be book.com, um, then you can see that we've bundled some packages there and, and that there's some cost savings for the church. Uh, it's a great book to lead your, your entire ministry through whether it's your leadership or, or, um, or your staff, because every chapter at the end of every chapter, there's, There's some questions and answers, and it's just, it's, well, I don't give you answers. There's questions for your answers, and that it's like, okay, you nodded all the way through this. You're going, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. And it's like, okay, here's where the rubber meets the road. Before you move to the next chapter, make sure you have these questions answered. so sorry that, that I went into no, a right. with my book but the the uh, the best way to get a hold of me is go to beknownforsomething.com and uh, and <clears throat> I'm even going to give you my email address so it's mark at beknownforsomething.com and that comes to me and then also on pretty much all the social media channels including Pinterest and LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter um, you can find me under mark Mac 1023 and it's 1023.
0: Cause that's my birthday. Nice. Well, awesome, man. The book is incredible. Uh, you know, every church needs to, to go through the book and, uh, because it, it sets up a foundation for them, uh, to, to reach their community, uh, incredible work that you're doing, man. Thank you so much for, for coming on and, and sharing this with us. And, uh, uh, obviously, we've talked and uh, we're going to be uh, doing a lot together, I hope, uh, because uh, you, you do do great work and I appreciate knowing you, man. Thank you so much for having me
1: and, and the same back to you. I mean, I, I love everything that you're working on and I'm glad that we're going to be able to do it together.
0: Guys, I wanted to let you know about our ready-made media expansion at 1230 Media. We've really beefed up our library in the past, we've been releasing products in four product lines, series boxes, service packs of coordinated media, mini movies, and lyric media. So we've now taken all the pieces of boxes and packs along with a massive list of new content and making it available on the site as well. So instead of buying a pack for 25 or $35, you can just grab the title graphics from that pack for six bucks or eight bucks or just the countdown for $10, things like that. We've expanded to now present nine different product types for you to choose from. We've also moved to give you monthly, annual, and lifetime options for Go Unlimited, so you can access the entire library with unlimited downloads every single month. We're adding fresh content to the library every week, so jump in. 1230.media is the website, 1230.media. Our prayer is to offer media content and training to help you transform the worship experiences at your church. 1230.media. The show notes for this episode are available now at makingsundayhappen.com. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us on the show this week. Next week, we're going to start a brand new series. It's going to be two weeks long. That is one of my absolute favorites. I'll be talking with Savannah Kimberlin from Barna, and she is Barna's Director of Published Research. We'll be talking through some of the top findings from Barna, showing real stats on church online, church attendance, the state of where the church is, and more. I cannot wait to share this information with you. It really gives us a solid grasp of where the church is and some practical tools on where to go. So how to craft worship experiences, how to reach our community. So we're taking the data that we know, and we are moving that into practical tools to reach our community for Jesus. So there is hope, We have seen some decline in church attendance, and we'll share all all those stats next week, but there is incredible hope, uh, hope for the future. So I cannot wait for you to check out next week's episode of the show. Savannah Kimberlin from Barna Research. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging out this week. Go out there and create some incredible worship experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media.
1: For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit makingsundayhappen.com.